Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the media tab. Thank you and God bless. I want to thank them this morning because they've allowed me about two hours left to preach, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> you know, I thought about a lot of things for this Resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday. Because last year wasn't like this. And this year you're here, but I'm not sure who you are because of your masks. But it's still good to see you here this morning. You know, our world, and when I say that I mean our world that's close to us as well as to the world that's around us is different. Life is different today than it, than it was at this time even last year or even the year before. Who would have even thought? I mean, we've got these new normals now that we talk about, things that are different, the way that we approach things, the way that things are talked about. Easter is, is different, and it looks different. It feels different, but... The story is the same. The facts have not changed. And we celebrate today what hasn't changed. Can somebody say amen? Yeah. See, we celebrate today that on a third day after Jesus died and was buried in a tomb, he rose up from the grave alive with promise, with hope. And I want to encourage you today to celebrate because Easter is still here. And I almost feel like preaching this morning. You keep it up. And, but, but, you know, there could be some things about this Easter that are going to stand out in the Easters to come of being a good thing. I, I want us to understand that church is better with participation than with observation. It's better with participation versus observation. For, and and, 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 and that, that, that's why even if you're sitting at home watching us, and by the way, that's what I was fiddling around with this morning. The internet wasn't kicking in, so everybody didn't get to start with us, but they're, they're with us now. And, and if you're at home online and you're watching right now, I just need you to kick in a few amens as well and maybe a little type in there with an explanation point. But the one thing that excites me at this time of year is seeing people move towards God. This, this to me is a day of salvation, amen? This is a day where we celebrate and experience new life. So, so before I get started, <laughs> Father, thank you for this morning, and thank you for your word, thank you for your presence, thank you for saving us, for forgiving us, for joining to us, for healing us, for becoming to us. Lord, I pray again that your name be glorified. Challenge us this morning. Change us for the furthering of your kingdom. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, you've got your, your little note thing there that's with you. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to go ahead and take a look with me at John chapter 20, verse 1. 
It speaks of Mary again as we just watched her give her testimony there. But on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. This morning, I'm, I'm going to, you saw the title screen here just a moment ago. I want to talk to you about this beginning part of the verse. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. While it was still dark. While it was still dark. I want to talk to you this morning about walking in the dark. Uh, Mary's full name here, obviously, is Mary Magdalene because she came from a town that was by the Sea of Galilee that was called Magdala. And Mary's life had been drastically changed since the day she met Jesus. Since that one day in her life, she had become a fully devoted follower and believer and supporter of Jesus' ministry. So whenever he was teaching or, or talking or, or even sharing and interacting, you, you could look across the crowd and, and you'd see Mary there with her friends. People who supported Jesus. People who believed in Jesus. Who, who were excited and enthusiastic about the good news that, that Jesus was, was bringing and the hope that he had brought to the world. See... See, about 60 hours before this, Mary's world had, had been suddenly interrupted and, and, and turned upside down. Again, Jesus was arrested. The charge was insurrection. The trial obviously was fixed, and, 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 and the witnesses that were there were paid. Jesus was declared guilty. He was brutally beaten and forced to carry his cross to a hillside that was called the place of the skull. He was crucified there and died a horrible death, placed in a tomb with a huge stone in front of the opening and soldiers guarding the opening 24-7. Mary had helped bury Jesus. And then she went home brokenhearted. She was confused. She was emotionally a wreck. I'm sure you can imagine. So our text describes Mary early in the morning while it was still dark. It says that Mary, in other words, was walking in the dark. Physical darkness. Now it's fair to say that she had also been experiencing another kind of darkness. Darkness that happens when your life gets interrupted. When unplanned, unexpected events suddenly step in and they have this way of seizing control of the circumstances. While it was still dark. While it was still dark. Say it again, just in case you missed it. While it was still dark. Mary leaves her home, and she walks toward Jesus' tomb. Let me share this this morning very briefly about walking in the dark. How many know that it's not easy to walk in the dark? Hello. It's really kind of counterintuitive 
to walk in the dark. Everything in you kind of shuts down and, and says, stop, slow down. And just walking through a, a dark room, even in your own house, can be a challenge. Hello? Just ask my wife when she hears me in the middle of the night going, oh! <laughs> Darkness is intimidating. Everything changes in the dark. Science tells us that darkness is not a thing, but it's the absence of a thing. Darkness is the absence of light. In other words, it's the absence of what is legitimate. Light is, is, is quantifiable. It's tangible. It can be felt. It can be measured. You can see it. Darkness, on the other hand, is the absence of all that. It's what we don't have that makes it dark. It's a void. It's emptiness. It's an ambiguous place where you can't see yourself clear. The darkness, hear me, has no power. It has no light, no heat. It's actually powerless. But that doesn't mean it's painless. It just means that the pain comes from what is absent rather than what is present. The pain comes from what is missing. Do you get that? You see, the pain doesn't come from what is there, but rather what is not there. Now, I say that this morning because I honestly believe there are people here that are probably identifying with what I'm saying as I explain darkness. You, you, you can be identifying something here that you are experiencing in one way or, or another in certain parts maybe of your life or in every part of your life right now. Scripture says this, to all who believe, it says, it says we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. So, so here's what I'm asking you to do with me this morning. Every time I prompt you, uh, I, I want to ask you to do this with me. I want you to be able to say to yourself, you don't have to say it out loud unless you feel you need to say it out loud, which is fine. You can say it out loud. Maybe pester the neighbor beside you or in front of you. That's what Easter Sunday's all about. But here's what I'm asking you to say. Keep walking. Say, say to yourself, keep walking. When, when life is hard, what are we going to do? When, when life is out of control, what are we going to do? We're going to keep walking. When you can't see your way and shadows are falling all across your path, what are you going to do, man of faith, man of woman of faith? Young couples, families, huh? That, that, that have had been, you've been feeling the pressure in your life lately. What are you going to do? We're going to keep on. There you go. The psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley. You know, you know what I'm talking about because it's one of the most famous chapters that people know in the Bible. 
He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no what? Evil. Listen, you know it, I know it. It's always darker in the valley. There's not nearly as much light in the valley. When you get down deep in some valleys, it's, it turns dark as night. The psalmist in Psalm 23 was writing about a journey he was going on from one place to another. He said, when I walk in the valley, I will fear no evil because what? You are with me. I want to encourage somebody today with me this Easter Sunday and remind them that God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you, that God is with you even in darkness. So, so this morning, what I want to share with you about is, is darkness. I'm just getting started. That's just my intro. Number one, something I have always said, you've heard me say it one time or another, never doubt in the dark what God's given you, what you've seen in the light. Never doubt in the dark what God's given you and what you've seen in the light. Truth, darkness has a way of causing us to doubt. To doubt what we do and what we saw in the light. Again, remember Mary Magdalene had never heard of the resurrected Jesus. She didn't have a red letter you know, pocket Bible that she could sit down and read about the story and how it was going to end. This had never been done before. Never had happened before. There was no point of reference. All she knew was that she had heard Jesus teach and she had heard him talk and she was remembering before. Everyone say the word before. Before it got dark. Before that dark period, she had heard him say things like, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. He said things like, in, 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 her, in, in, her, in her presence, like, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. In the world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So Mary might not have had a Bible in her hand, but she had God's word and the words of Jesus and of promises and of hope that were in her heart. You see, sometimes the only way to get through the darkness is to remember what you heard before you, your life got dark. Let me say that again. Sometimes the only way to get through the darkness is to remember what you heard before your life got dark. See, some of us, maybe it was just recently that darkness started with your life. Maybe it's been a week, two weeks, three. Maybe it's been a month. Maybe that's how far back you've got to go to hear what you've heard to remind yourself of what you heard in the lights. But there are others who are a part of things today, for example, who don't even attend church, 
who haven't been a part of a connect group or, or haven't been connected to a, even a faith community. And, 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 and you might have to go back even further, maybe. How about years? I, I'm talking to those today and, and reminding them as well that, that what you heard years ago in a church, maybe when you attended a Sunday school classroom where you were a child, and, and I want to remind you today that the Word is still the same. I, I want to encourage you to remember the message. I want to encourage you to remember the Bible verses. I want you to, to encourage you to remember a story of Scripture that spoke into your life that gave you comfort. And I want to tell you that the word you heard in the light is still true in the dark. Friend, the, the, <laughs> the word that you heard in the light is still true in the dark. <sighs> Remember how when your parents used to teach you what it was like not to be afraid in the dark? You know those times that they would put you to bed and then they'd turn the lights out and then the meanies would even shut the door. And, and they, would, they, you know, when they, would, they would say things like, it's okay, we're just right across the hall, we're right there, we're, no and and. and what were they doing? They, they were continuing to build your confidence. And do you also remember times that you would test it? That you, you know, kind of cry out and they go, Dad, are you there? And, and he didn't really appreciate it because it was 2 o'clock in the morning. You, you just wanted to know that, they, that what they said was still true. That what they said to you, it went. That the darkness has not changed what he had said the last time you heard his voice. Some of us need to be assured that the promise of God that he made you hasn't changed. Friend, in, in my book here this morning, we need to rejoice that what we heard God say in the light hasn't changed in the dark. He is who he says he is. He does what he says he will do. Mm. I'll give him praise. He's worthy of it this morning. Let me give you this point that I know you're not going to like, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. And, and, and it's this, you see, God does his best work in the dark. He does his best work in the dark. That, that's why, honestly, you can't see a seed, you can't take a seed and, and put it on a shelf and see something happen. Because that seed doesn't produce a harvest in the light. It has to be buried. Dirt piled up on top of it kind of thing. In order for it to reach its creative potential, it's the darkness that this seed becomes alive. Jesus, he talked about this. He, he said a seed being buried is a necessary part of a production process. 
He said a seed has to be put into the ground. Jesus said it has to be put into the ground and die as a part of a process of producing life. Look, if God does his best work in the dark, then you know the dark is developing you in a way that cannot happen in the lights. The darkness is producing something under the surface. If we know this, we respond differently when we start to get buried. I want to encourage you right now that if you have felt darkness even more so recently throughout what we've walked through this past year to remind you that there are things that God does in the darkness and there's a work that God does in the darkness. There's a crushing that happens and a weight that happens and a burden that comes in in darkness. But rather than giving up, rather than throwing in the towel, friend, rather than stop praying or stop believing, I'm here this morning to encourage you on this resurrection day to remind you to keep walking. Say it with me. Keep walking. Amen. I want to remind us here today that we persevere in darkness. That is, people, we press on in the darkness. That is, children of God, we don't give up. We keep walking in the dark. Why? Because we know that God does his best work in the dark. Uh, how many times in my own life have I thought, God, nothing's happening. Hello? I'm working hard. I'm, I'm praying. I even come to church every Sunday, God. <laughs> I'm sowing seed. I guess you could actually call it, when, when, when I do it, uh, whining. And, and it comes to you in those moments and times that enter into those dark seasons. But you know what happens in those dark seasons? Something that happens it's called, I call it a wink. Sometimes it's a weird wink. Other times it's a blatant wink. But a wink of and from God, nonetheless, to let me know that he does his best work in the dark. It's those things that he speaks to you and tells you that it started in the dark, under the dirt, and that work that he has started will not be denied. And that he's doing something in our life. It's those things that brings us back to clarity. And, and, and I hope it really makes sense to you, especially through those seasons, those dark seasons that you're going through. Because there are, there are, there are times where you can feel like nothing's happening, nothing's going on because we don't see what's happening. 
But, but I'm here again. I want to declare to you on this Easter, on this Resurrection Sunday, I want, to, I want to declare it to you that a lot of times in the dark season is when the most is happening. It's when God is at work in ways that we don't see. That a whole lot more is going on in the presence that you are going to see benefits and rewards of in the future. Can somebody say amen? Dark season, dark seasons don't end when we want them to end. Hello? So don't try and rush the process. Just know in the appointed time, just like that wink from God, no barrier, no person, no opposition can stop the power that God's got at work. I love what the psalmist said. It said, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We are celebrating today, Resurrection Sunday, that God does his best work in the dark. I, I want to deposit some hope this morning, some promise in, in your heart, because I want to tell you this next point. There is a new day beyond the present darkness. Oh, yes, there is. There is a new day beyond the present darkness. T -t tell yourself again right now, keep walking. Keep, keep walking. Look, look at the person beside you and tell them, keep walking. I'm afraid that if it's your husband or your wife, we got a problem, okay? <laughs> I'll say it again. This is not Resurrection Sunday as usual. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a new day coming. We have come through some, you know, this past year and a half, we've come through a plague, right? There was a time that we would have never ever have thought that this could happen. But this world has been covered by this plague. We've watched as nations have shut down, opened up, shut down, opened up. Our political world and our culture has been turned upside down over the past year and a half as well. You know, talk to me about a year and a half ago, and I'm sure you would agree we would never have imagined all of this stuff could have happened. And, and now we still continue to, to, to watch nations shut down. There, there's, there's lives, there's businesses, there's families that have been affected and even devastated where the plague and other issues have spread. It is a dark season. It's a difficult season season. The world is at odds. People, even in churches, are, are divided over the effect of the darkness. But this resurrection weekend is reminding us that even though there is a night, and just as the psalmist had said, weeping may endure for a night, but there is a new morning, there is a new day, and there is something to look forward to beyond where you are right now. Amen. And in my book, 
The hope of Easter has never been needed more before than it is right now. The hope of Easter has never been more welcomed in a way that... Winston Churchill, savory guy, no? But he said one day, and you've heard it before, if you're going through hell, don't stop. Keep going. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep, don't, don't be in despair and, and don't give up because the darkness is going to give way to a brand new day. Can somebody say amen? amen? Let's get back to the text. It says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary walked toward the tomb. And well, yeah, okay, I'm putting the last part in there that she walked toward the tomb. We don't know how long she had to walk, but we know it had to have taken her a while to get there because while she was still walking, light was dawning. In other words, while she was walking, God was working. Just thought I'd throw that in there so you don't stop walking. Keep walking. While she was walking, God was working. And when she got there, she lifts up her eyes And the light had started to break. And as that light broke through the darkness just enough that she could see that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. So think about this. The first day of the week became the first day of her new life. Can I say that again? Especially for the worship team. They just hang on every word. The first day of the week became the first day of her new life. What is the Resurrection Sunday all about? It's about light breaking through the darkness. Say that with me. It's about the light breaking through the dark. I'll say it again. It's about the light breaking through the darkness. It's about the dawn of a new day, friend. It's about a journey from death to life. It's about new beginnings, new hope that brought us to a resurrected Savior. How many are thankful for that today? Is there somebody here that can say amen that I'm thankful for today? Amen? I can honestly say that I believe today that there are those who are not where they want to be with God. Isaiah penned these words long before Christ was born. He said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. I believe God has been saying that this Easter is going to be the first day for many, many people. For the season of darkness that you're in right now, there is a dawning 
of a brilliant light as there has been darkness over the land. Light is going to come. And the nature of this Resurrection Sunday is that this day is going to be a new day for many, many, many people. Amen. I believe this is a day to go from darkness unto light. This is a day of rejoicing. I am so thankful that in this season and in this darkness, there comes this great light. I'm not saying there's going to come a great light. I'm declaring there is a great light. I'm, and I'm saying his name is Jesus. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Now, I'm just going to say it to you. If this is registered in your heart, this is where you start plucking, by the way. If this is registered in your heart, your spirit, I want you to know that he cares about you. And he is bringing you to a fresh place. And I believe a new life. If you receive what he's done for you. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. And, and I want you to pray with me in just a few moments. There's a song out today that talks about, May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May your family, may your, his favor be upon you for a thousand generations for your family and your children and their children and their children. Look, I don't know where you're at today. And I don't know what you're dealing with. But I can tell you for sure that I know God is working in this moment. And I want to invite you to encourage you that there is an answer. There is a way. There is truth. And his name is Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? And this morning, something's resonated within you. You know that your life isn't right with God. But this morning, there is a realization that this due day can bring new life. If you're here this morning and you're saying yes, and, and let, me, let me tell you, it's, it's not easy. 
takes courage to make a decision like this. But if you're sitting there this morning and you know in your heart there's something churning and you, your heart is yearning to say yes to him, right where you're seated, would you affirm that yes in your heart with an upraised hand? Because I want to pray with you this morning. I, I, I want to pray with you right where you are. I want to pray with you. If you're here this morning, that's your heart. You're saying yes to him. You've been walking in the darkness long enough. There is dawning a great light. And you're saying yes in your heart to that relationship with him. Very quickly, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to reach out and touch the heart of God with you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for lives here this morning that respond to you, that say yes to you. Lord, that are looking to you to heal their land, so to speak. This darkness, we think we can walk through it, but yet things shift and change all the time. Darkness is the absence of light. And this morning, light is coming into darkness. And I thank you for it. I thank you for hearts that are yielded to you, that are looking to you. And Lord, I pray right now for believers all through this house. I'm believing that right now, your word resonating with them is saying far more than it ever has before. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Holy Spirit, challenge our hearts to keep walking. Challenge our hearts to keep moving. To not allow the enemy to trap us for us to abandon us, the lies that he breaks. For you have declared and you continue to be with us, though we walk through a valley. You will never leave us nor forsake us, let alone relax your hold on us. So unto you we say yes. Unto you we say thank you. Unto you we praise your name. That your favor be upon us for a thousand generations. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, can somebody give him praise this morning? He's worthy. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me as the worship team sings this song this morning?